What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Messy Roots Podcast. My name is Mar Javon, and I serve as your host. I also serve as an uh, a leadership coach. I also serve as a coaching facilitator, and I'm super excited to share this amazing resource with you all. I know that many of us have seen um, our posts. Many of us have seen, um, you know, our emails that we've been sending, and we have really been collaborating and working with a lot of organizations and businesses. And I want to be able to help you all do the same thing. I just had recently had one of our coaching students who hadn't even graduated from the program um, recently uh, get an offer from a school to work um, with um, their their leaders and, and, and their coaches. And what does that even look like? So it's so awesome to actually really see that. And let's figure out how I can help you all do this. The cool thing about today's episode is that it comes with a free resource. And so you could go into the show notes or you could also um, go to our Messy Roots Substack and be able to click on um, the Google Doc um, that accompanies this resource. Because I'm going to provide five five steps on what you need to do in order for you to recognize um, your value add. So let's begin. First of all, let's define what a value add is. For those who may not even know, you know, I think, again, it's okay. This is why you're here, so that we all could be learning and growing together. And this is what it's all about. Okay, so our definition for a value add is going to be, it's meant to enhance or improve a product, service, or process that increases its worth or desirability to customers or stakeholders. It involves taking steps or implementing changes that result in an increase in quality, functionality, efficiency, or perceived benefit. And so for coaches and leaders, there are always many people that would love to work with us because we help them to meet one of those four things. So let's go through the through the five steps. The first one is to research the leader or the organization that you want to partner with. You need to be able to know, maybe through conversation from other folks that they're connected with, find them on LinkedIn, their website. You need to be able to know what is something that they need in order to grow their business. We all need someone to help us. There is no way that we could do this work alone. And so everybody always needs something. So always think about that. Don't ever think like, oh, they don't need anything. Even Beyonce needs something. She can't put up the lights for her stage by herself, right? So she has to go look for a company that can offer that value add for her. Very, very simple, simple thought process with that. Our step two is how will this benefit your own service? The interesting thing about this piece is you don't have to be uh, uh, restraining yourself from not thinking about yourself and you could quote unquote be selfish in a moment because again, it should work in two different ways, right? Like Beyonce need lights, 
the people want to provide lights, right? And so it should be able to go both ways. Um, so you need to think about when you're researching this leader or organization, how can this also benefit your own work? What does that look like for them um, to be able to help you in your own services? So that's a great step. And we offer a, a, a space for you to actually um, brainstorm and process that. Step three is going to be seven common ways that people look um, uh, at businesses when they want to um, offer a value add. And so I want you to really look at the document around this area. I'm going to mention them, but in order for you to go specific in here, in order for us to keep the the podcast episode short, because I love the short episodes, um, I am not going to provide specific details, but I am going to name them. The first one is improving quality. The next one is innovation. After that is customization or personalization. Then you have efficiency and cost reduction. Next is customer service. Then you have brand image and reputation. And then lastly, convenience. For many of us as coaches, we do offer that convenience. We do offer the opportunity for folks to be able to not have to worry about um other things that they are dealing with even in their own business. So definitely think about one of, of those three things that you could plug in in order to help a company or a leader. Step four is going to be draw the line. I do believe that within all partnerships and collaborations that there needs to be boundaries. This is where both businesses are being uh, respected. So if you have a memorandum of understanding or any type of document to help track the way that you all are going to partner is going to be important. Um, Also, this is where you're going to name the specific uh, type of services that both parties have agreed to uh, providing because it is going to help when you all are getting busy with your own additional work, it's going to help uh, to keep everything organized as well. Also, if one person, um, say like this company is receiving a grant and you're, you know, uh, um, a beneficiary of that grant, but you're, but it's not coming directly to your account, um, that contract or that MOU is going to help to just make it a clean cut. And this is why you draw the line. The last one, step five, is going to be schedule the conversation. After you sent an initial email to think about what partnership may look like with someone, I do this through Instagram, I do this through LinkedIn, I do this in person, I will send an email and say, hey, I would love for us to connect. In that email, I want to be able to schedule that conversation with them within two weeks, no more than two weeks, because you want them to remember who you were. You want that definitely if it was in person, you also want to get things moving. Right. Um, And then after that first conversation, then schedule the next one, no more than three weeks. Typically, it does take three weeks to gather different uh, um, documents or evidence or to create that MOU, but you want to stay on it. You don't want to leave that conversation without clear next steps or any takeaways, right? So 
If there's not a clear way we want to partner yet, I'm always providing my one pager or uh, having them send me theirs. And within that three week time frame, I'm going to share something with them about that one pager so that we could continue along this conversation. The reason why many partnerships don't work is literally due to a lack of like clarity around why we're partnering. And the second thing is consistency. I see so many times where like somebody who wants to partner with us, like it sounds great, but the lack of consistency is like, well, how can I even like support this? Because I'm not going to be able to manage both of us. So if you could have like some type of calendar or some type of way to be able to manage the way you are connecting with those businesses and, and, and leaders, it is truly going to help you. So I hope this episode really does provide you with some form of foundation for you to be able to get out here and start making those partnerships happen. Literally, you cannot do this work on your own. It's just literally impossible. And so you have to partner. But thinking about and being strategic about how and who you partner with is going to be the game changer. I love y'all for free. Continue to follow me, Marjavon, marjavon.com, as well as messyroots.org. Have a good one.